0: welcome
1: welcome we have a wonderful
0: show today beautiful
1: weather here in DC and we are excited about a great show and bringing together a couple of wonderful people that are actually acting on a purpose-driven life creating a purpose-driven life and sharing how to have a purpose-driven life and this is very relevant to me because that is the journey I'm on as well so how are you Andrea
2: I'm good, but I'm laughing today. Today's technology is quite interesting. Uh, it is not allowing me to have buttons that I normally have and wouldn't let me take away images that we normally don't see at the beginning. So we get to be in a total state of adaptability and flexibility this morning here on Amplified.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that was any different from any other week, but okay.
2: <laughs> today is even more so, Oh, gotcha. <laughs> especially okay. because we were just saying that one of our guests was suspending gravity and... Uh, <laughs> was quite entertaining, so we'll see in a few moments how he looks.
1: <laughs> I think. I think. So, what that, have
2: you been up to in the world, Ken?
1: Well, I mean, I think let's talk about our sponsors real quick. Give some gratitude and love to them because this is uh, one of the shirts I plan to be wearing at the Arts and uh, Author Extravaganza in New Jersey, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, um, August twenty second. And yeah, I uh, thought it
2: was yesterday. I heard it was well, not. <laughs>
1: we did, well, we did a dry run. We wanted to make sure the 95... dry run? Well, there's a lot of accidents for 95, so we now know, uh, to add at, at, at least another hour, the, it is... Um, <laughs> po- I won't say post-COVID, but um, as we're heading towards post-COVID, it seems that people are not used to driving, and so there's a new experience in 95 called four lanes, just go and stay in your lane. But... Uh, There was at least an extra hour in traffic yesterday. So we just wanted to see how it was going to be like. And so we are ready for the 22nd with four hours for a two hour drive.
2: Awesome. Well, good to know that you uh, now have played ahead and have that all squared away. Um, So our sponsors that we love so much is bees.social, B-E-E-S.social, the crypto literacy program for the people by the people, The Umbrella Syndicate, Voice America Influencers Channel, Big Events USA, Perfect Publishing, The Red Carpet Connection, MyMakeuplady.com, Lynn Benavides, TheEMFFIX.com, and MenFashion.com for Ken's lovely shirts. So lots of really cool things happening in the world.
1: You know, there's one thing for sure about Michael is that he wasn't exaggerating when he said when you wear his shirts, you will get compliments. I mean, on the dry run yesterday, not only a lot of compliments, but uh, even our first guest, Al, said, wow, that is a shirt. So I'll have him restate that again because he really said it so well.
2: So Al Blackford, let me go ahead and bring him on then. Al Blackford is this amazing man that we met at Bitcoin Conference at the Bitcoin uh, VIP party and Al not only is an artist, an amazing man, a uh, philanthropist, uh, an investor, he is um, and and last time he was uh, almost shirtless because uh, so, <laughs> we ha- we caught him driving and having fun on the beach and caught him unexpectedly and asked him to join us. Today he's all handsome and Looking great in Ken's living room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So usually people don't see all of Ken's living room because the banners are up. So there you go. You guys got a full shot of it today.
3: <laughs> so how are you doing now? Long time. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Hours. Hours ago. Yes. Yes. Good morning
1: to both of you. So we have a very quick, but very powerful conversation to have with you. There's three parts to it. And. We had a little practice dialogue earlier, but number one, what are you doing right now here in Maryland? And what are you planning uh, based on a a trip and your act three of who you are and your purpose? Uh, Yes.
3: Thank you. So, um, yes, I I mentioned this act three idea of, you know, the the third act of of my life here in a three-act play called Alan Blackford. And um, my first act was my youth and, and wealth building and first marriage, which ended 20 years ago with her passing and a second act was fatherhood and uh, a a second uh, um, part of my life here. And then the third is, you know, after I let this, this uh, young, young girl go, you know, so to speak, and uh, let her sprout that, uh, what am I going to do? And so I, I remember a book called a thousand places to see before you die. It's right here. Patricia Schultz. Um, Hold it closer. Hold it closer. Yes. Here it is. Thank you. Yes, it was a TV show back on Travel Channel like, about fifteen years ago, and I remember it went to places exotic, Kuala Lumpur, and you know, and, and uh, Machu Picchu, etc., etc. And, uh, and what's her so name again? Look, what's the uh, author's uh, name? Patricia Patricia Schultz.
1: Patricia Schultz.
3: Because well, Patricia so I, Schultz I,
1: is going to be meeting you.
3: Uh, so I certainly hope so. Certainly
1: well, hope we so. are setting the attention.
3: That's for sure. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So um, the TV show then inspired me to get the book, uh, and there's certain places in the, in the world I would like to uh, travel to, uh, sort of on a bucket list, so to speak, A Thousand Places to See Before I Die. And then I discovered that Ms. Schultz came out with a second book, and it is in the United States and Canada. And I thought, ah, well, what with COVID and potential restrictions on international travel? Hmm. Maybe a road trip, uh, you know, uh, in the great uh, U.S. today uh, makes more sense. So, and I, I was a huge fan of Charles Corralt, you know, known in the 60s and 70s, uh, on the road with Charles Corralt, CBS. And uh, I thought, you know, I, I would like to do a, an internet, uh, you know, a new uh, new version of Charles's program, which was on television. And so now we're, of course, in the internet era. And I thought, hit the road and go out there. And I was uh, talking with you a while, a while back about it. And, and how, how can I help the world? Uh, my favorite film. It's, it's a Wonderful Life, uh, and the character George Bailey, oh,
2: you know, the world, life. sorry, <laughs> thank <song>. you, Andrea, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah.
3: we're in a roll here, but I just thought, you know, George Bailey, uh, the world was better off for him having been on the, the planet, and so I thought, I want that to be uh, a legacy for me, it was I left the world in a better place than when I found it. And, you know, before I shuffle off this mortal coil, as Shakespeare would say. So um, I thought, so I, I, I talked to uh, you about it and I thought, well, if there's something I can do to, to help this movement and uh, to uh, be a part of it, I would love to do that. And so um, we're, I thought I'll just drive to Maryland uh, to uh, you know to talk to you about it, about how I can be a part of it and how I can help you to on this thing. So I, I came here and it's, I'm crazy happy to be here.
1: Well, thank you, Alan. And very well stated on your purpose. And we have a obviously a, a guest who may be very pertinent to your drive as well. But what um, I was excited about is it's not just that you're doing this book for the sake of a bucket list, but what I heard you saying is that you wanted to inspire people that this is possible for them too. They can choose to have a life they love. They can choose to get in an RV. They can do their act three earlier than act three. They can do it act two or act one. And they can go visit the world as it were, whether it's the United States or uh, whatever part of the world they want to see and Mm -hmm. see the happiness and actually experience why there's happiness in so many places. I think what got our conversation going is when you said, I want to actually go to the places you have to see and see the people behind them that cause it. And that's when I had the conversation with you. Hey, what if you were to bring you smiling cards with you? What if you were to bring a professional camera with you? What if you were to able to take pictures and we create a, a, a photo coffee book, uh, coffee table book, and we have a dialogue or a journey that this was all created because of a dream. And I was, I was very interested when you got here and I said, tell me about what you've thought about so far. And you said, I haven't downloaded and I'm still thinking about it. So we have you on the show just to say that you just took action. And that's the per- cool part of it is that you don't even know how this is all going to happen, but you're willing. And you said an expression. You said, you don't have to push an open door. Uh, right. Yes. Right. And because my, my request was, would you consider wrapping your RV or would you consider wrapping whatever you're taking with a positive message like the key Smiley movement or our guest message of uh, uh, Andrea, our guest is? Power
2: of purpose. Christian power of purpose. Face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So power
1: of purpose is actually kind of what you're doing with your Act 3 is you're creating your next purpose. And part of your purpose is helping people identify that their purpose can be uh, found just by asking that question, what would you like to do with your life?
3: Right. Their their ikigai, if you will, which I know you're familiar with. Um, Yes, please explain explain it to our guests.
1: I mean, our audience. Please explain that to our audience.
3: Uh, Yes, I was watching a a YouTube video from a man, Roger James Hamilton, and he showed the diagram, ikigai diagram, ikigai diagram. Is Japanese it means reason for being, reason for getting up in the morning, and it's basically it's a Venn diagram of four circles. of What are you good at? What do you love? What does the world need? And and can you get paid for it? And and if you can combine all of those, it, it creates truly true happiness in your life. Is that if you because you know, a lot of people do things for money but they don't love it or, you know, and, and so uh, they're not fulfilled. And, and I understand 80 something percent of, of, of most people are, you know, either tolerate or hate their jobs. And 74%. Uh, yeah. Okay, yes, right, and, yes. and by the way,
1: uh, it might go a little higher because of the pandemic It may go lower. So, but it's in that realm because we've had a lot of people say it's in the 70, 75%. So that's a, that's a pretty yeah. large population. Um, yes. In, in a disgruntled phase. And, and obviously that, that leads to depression, that leads to disconnection, that leads to loneliness, it, it leads to meaningless. Uh, so, and it leads to not living a life of passion. So, all, all that said, uh, you are quite the savior for the Key Smiley movement. And we talked, talked earlier this morning of how this is a win for everybody. This is a win for the people you visit, this is a win for um, what they're doing in life that is their icky guy. And it's a win for you because you get to actually document and have a legacy piece. And it's a win for the Key Smiley movement because we get to say, "Hey, you brought our movement across the country," and so I am hoping uh, with all my heart that I can join you in certain parts of the journey because it sounds so exciting. And you created all this. And some people say that you're lucky, but I say no. It's just an act of actually saying, "I want this, and I'll create it." Well said. Well said. So, young man, you had a you had a win, treat win, win, last night. Win, win. You had a treat uh-huh. last night that you created too.
3: Uh, yes, uh, yeah, yes, Maryland blue crab. I hadn't had them in 25 years since my first late wife and I visited Ocean City 25 years ago, and I relived that last night. And I still smell crab on my fingers today. <laughs> well, that's Old Bay. That's the Old
1: Bay smell. Uh, uh, yeah, we, yes, we got to give credit to where where that nice spice comes from. So yeah. you have in you in your request for vinegar, so you got to you got to put the crab in the vinegar and have that succulent yeah. taste. And you, and how many crabs? It was ten. Uh, well,
3: I I did I did nine.
1: Nine. Okay. I did nine of them. And you have a great picture of that. So, bravo <laughs> to you. You you put out in the world that you were going to do this, and I am so happy that it was created because of our practice run to North New Jersey. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. All right, um, appreciate both of you. Well, we are very appreciative of you. And by the way, you said uh, I don't know if it was a new quote or a new way of. Uh, identifying what's important to you, but you said it's more important who you are eating with than what you yes. eat. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. But you can have it all. That's the point. You can have it all. So I'm That's looking fun. forward to uh, the download from you, on where you're going over the next day or two. I mean, I should say the next day or two, you'll be downloading how this journey is going to look because we'd love to support you. We have the box of a thousand key smiling cards. We have I guess the answers to how oh. we're going to connect you to photographers or equipment. So we're going to make this all happen. Right. So you can be on your way and showing the world that it's possible. A thousand cards.
3: That's a good start. That's a good. start. Yes, Actually, indeed. I
2: just thought of something. Speaking of cards, Ken call me immediately afterwards. Cause I need cards and need to figure that out for Albuquerque. So, Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause it's <laughs> like, very, hmm. cause very doesn't live there. Yeah. Uh, no, he does not. And uh, Barry did not. Uh, yeah. So anyhow. Uh, awesome. So, Al, it was a wonderful surprise to see you uh, uh, this morning and to find out you had a lovely weekend with Ken. And so I'm so excited to hear that because uh, I know that he just had such a, a wonderful time when we were at Bitcoin and you are such oh. a beautiful, shining face always in the world.
3: Uh, oh, thank and you can, two
2: months ago, what fat It flew by.
1: Well, since Christian's going to have a lot to do with potentially how you're awakened with this journey you're about to take, you are welcome to continue to listen on, or you can drop off and listen to the show, whichever you choose. But we're going to bring Christian on at this point. So, Andrea, would you please bring him on and introduce him?
2: Yes, I will. So thank you again, Al, for being with us. And uh, Christian Naif, he spent over 20 years in the IT uh, B2B service industry and uh, really focused on that as a service provider and as a consultant and a part-time minister as well most of his adult life. But he has shifted and he is now focusing his life on more about what's important to him and what really matters as far as valuable services and opportunities to work with individuals and organizations that want to make a difference in the world and to create a world to be a better place with their passion. So it is an absolute great fit. And so what he does, in addition to his own projects and his ministry, um, he has Reclaimed.us and OutsideChurch.org, and he also works along with Power of Purpose, which is an organization that helps nonprofits all over the world. So Christian has been a great asset already to the Keep Smiling movement and has been doing some things uh, with me to create more wonderful things behind the scenes so that we can bring even more a wonderful amplification to ken and the keep smiling movement welcome
1: welcome Thank you. very much how are you christian
4: i'm doing great she really well, did her homework i don't remember telling her all that stuff
1: <laughs> well i, yes, wanted, to, I wanted to i wanted to i wanted to give you an opportunity to re- respond or react to al blackford's commentary because it seemed like he was the perfect cameo to come in and hear your show because he looks like he's actually going
4: to take this show and download how that fits into his journey. Definitely. Um, There are so many things, uh, not just your mission, but his, just things that match up with my own mission, my own calling, my own experiences. Uh, One thing I wrote down right away was uh, you were talking about Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, prior marriages, they all define who we are. But one of the three books I wanted to mention today was called Halftime by Bob Buford. And it talks about moving from success into significance. And that really, um, really spoke to me because like a lot of folks, I think I can safely say our age, uh, we get we get to this point where we get the family settled and then it's like, okay, now my passion is burning in my inside and I have to develop this. And uh, so I am called not only to do that, but to call others into that as well. So that was a huge connection right there.
1: So what do you think about this crazy man just getting an RV and going across the U.S. and having a book guide him into of the thousand places to see in the U.S., picking ones that he can enjoy what he eats, see things that are uh, must-sees, and actually meet the people that actually have the crazy vision of creating them for him?
4: I think it's obvious that he loves life. He loves people. He's not afraid of what people think. And it's a bold move. And it's, um, you know, I think, I, you know, one of the things I love to, to say to people is you, what do you feel most alive doing? It's you feel most alive when you're taking risks, when you're helping others, when you're serving, when you're, when you don't know what comes next uh, and you have to work through each challenge. So my hat's off to him for for taking such a bold move.
1: Well, um, I alluded to something that just came honestly out of this introduction of the two of you and minutes into the show or before the show of it seems like because the three of us are all trying to awaken the world, including ourselves, to what it is to have a purpose, what it is to matter, what it is to contribute. Um, I was very serious when I said, and when he goes in this RV and we wrap it, uh, and he said, you don't have to push an open door. Uh, with the Key Smiley movement, however that looks. But I think the Power of Purpose actually is a very strong component of that
4: that wrap. Yeah, the Power of Purpose um, is an amazing organization. Um, Its founder, Sherry Watson, and her family developed that company several years ago and has helped literally thousands of people start nonprofits and then develop funding streams for those nonprofits. So helping people step out into that thing that they're called into and quite frankly, uh, most people who want to change the world for good don't have a lot of resources. So we're very focused on spreading the word and helping people uh, develop those resources. So we're going to we're uh, going to take a we're going to
1: take a deep dive in that, Christian,
4: on the second right. half because
1: what you what you're talking about right now is the answer. It's the solution yes. to you not just having a dream, but you having a reality to that dream. So that is extremely important. Uh, I want to take a brief minute or two to talk about Sherry Watson. She is the reason that we're talking today. Mm-hmm. I met her at CEO Space, and I met her at several other events, traffic conversion, other meaningful events that cause leaders to come together. And I call those Power of One events and that the person who came up with the idea attracted people like the Sherry Watson to the event to have these conversations. So our frequency is somewhere between three and six times we've running each other and at some point the frequency is too much of a coincidence that you say this is supposed to be a conversation or this is supposed to be an action so um i was a little slow in the draw but i love her her her, her spirit and her <laughs> excitement and her answers that she has you can see the enlightenment in her eyes when she sees someone that has that dream you're talking about and how she has the answer inside her that can help that dream be a journey like al's or can be an organized
4: nonprofit that actually causes the difference they wanted
1: to make in the world.
4: Yes, she has an amazing story. She's an overcomer. Uh, she's fought through a traumatic brain injury and and really just not only changed the world with her work with presidents and and the government and the Dis- uh, Americans with Disabilities Act, but um, really inspired so many people. She's our chief inspiration officer, and um, she's just an amazing person. And her teaching you know, just is multiplied because of the, the format that it's in to reach a lot of different people. Well, because
1: the relevancy of our Cameo guest to you, it was a little longer because I wanted you to hear who he was because I was seeing this this partnership mm-hmm. that could happen, should happen, and probably will happen. But that takes away a little bit about who you are. And so I will just say, do not feel rushed at all, but I'm gonna ask you a couple questions about your journey. And mm-hmm. if we have to go into segment two, to continue that story. This is the biggest part of the Dose of Hope book, which is this big guy here, 800 pages. And 75% of it is, how do you create who you are that you love? Who do you create? How do you create the person that you want to love and say, world, I'm ready to share this love because I am love. I created this person. And that's one thing I see that's the commonality of, of you and Al is that you have worked on yourselves and you've created, chiseled and sculpted a person that actually can be a contributor in the world. So with that said, I would like to not rush you, but we're gonna to go to break in roughly five minutes or so, and then we're gonna continue the conversation of your journey. So um, I would like you to start with where you're born, what your childhood was like, what your parents were like, and at what defining moment did you have any inkling of who you'd be? So go ahead and have some fun with that question.
4: I was born in Yonkers, New York, Um, grew up in upstate New York, usually with farms around me, so it was very rural. Um, My parents were amazing people. Um, You know, none of our parents are perfect. None of our upbringings are perfect. But when you look at, uh, I come from parents who are overcomers. My mother overcame addiction. My father overcame uh, an abusive upbringing. And they worked into me a tremendous um, self-value work ethic and, um, and really just ability to move forward in life without being held back by anything. Um, I think of, you know, their relationship and modeling, they loved each other passionately and yet seemed on the brink of divorce at, at other times. And that's the way a passionate life often is but they work through and they're still married to this day. They were separated for a little while when I was a teenager. So I've been through that kind of heartbreak of what that is. And I'm one of these people that I look at the things that go wrong in life and that teaches me what not to do. So that's, that's a big part of my formula right there.
1: You know, that's really interesting. Thank you for being so vulnerable to share that. I, I really applaud that. Um, The part about them being separated and you having to deal with that, I think is such a crucial statement, part of why I would actually want to follow you because sometimes you need to separate to understand what you have, and so that's uh, very powerful. The other thing is, um, John Wayne, <laughs> one of my favorite actors, uh, James Garner being another one. Sorry that uh, I wish I just saw him, uh, maverick, and I was like, oh my gosh, what an amazing contribution he was to life. But, um, John Wayne in one of his uh, shows, I think it was the 12 the 12 Cowboys or something like that. He says, when I was a little yonker, and I always love to hear the guest says he's from Yonkers (laughs) New York because you get to hear the word yonker. I mean, that's such a great word.
4: Escape yonkers. There was a whole (laughs) movie about that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And so what you're also talking about uh, with that vulnerable share is unstoppability. Is Mm -hmm. you don't get stopped when you have a problem. You don't get stopped when, if I want to be a great dad, I can't use my mom and dad as the excuse why I can't be a great dad. You exactly. have to overcome. And so the overcoming is actually a, a beautiful message. Um, let's see how we're doing. We're doing okay on time. Is there anything uh, happened in your childhood that had a defining moment that uh, you would be
4: who you are now? Faith is a huge part of my life. So um, learning about salvation, Jesus Christ, as a seven-year-old was was. Pretty interesting. I got baptized in an all-black church, and they were singing up a storm. It was wonderful. Um, but then, when my life kind of crashed hard at fourteen, I was in some rebellion. I was I was sick several times, and and I kind of gave up on my own life and said, "Lord, I'm obviously going to mess this up. If you leave it in my hands, you take it."
1: Well, just and, one and second, he, one second, Christian. Uh, why would, why were you baptized in an all-black church? Let's start there. Because my church didn't have a baptismal tank.
4: Okay, and then what <laughs> happened
1: specifically at age
4: fourteen? Um, I had mono as a, as a 14 year old, the kissing disease. So I had three relapses. So I was on my third or fourth go around with mono. And I woke up at three in the morning with a migraine headache and bleeding from the nose into the bathtub, just as miserable as could be. And I'd been fighting with my mother. She was trying to get me to, to break up with my girlfriend. And, um, you know, when you're 14, you think, you know, a lot. And, and I knew that I was trying to take control of my life. And I knew that my parents had some wisdom, but I really knew that God had the greater wisdom. So I really just kind of took control away from everybody else and gave it to God and, and focused the rest of my life on being able to hear the voice of God and follow that rather than my own desires or what other people thought was right for me.
1: So at age 14, when you turn your life over to God, what did God say about the girlfriend and
4: what you're supposed to do next? Oh, it all worked out it all got better. Um, I, I went through a number of girlfriends all that I love very much. Um, but I got real involved in my youth group and went off to Bible college and then uh, dropped out and joined the Marine Corps. So I went from learning how to save people to learning how to kill people. And now I'm well-rounded.
1: Were you married before you went to the Marines?
4: No, I was not. Okay.
1: So I, I got married right
4: after I came back from Desert Storm.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Gotcha. And uh... I guess we have one minute what what uh caused you to take the pathway of the marines
4: um when i was in college i was engaged and uh i just kind of i heard the commercials and i had a desire to to serve my country and i said if this ever goes south i'm probably going to do something crazy like join the marine corps and if i'm going to do something i'm going to do it all the way so i I picked the most severe you know toughest training i could find
1: very good all right well we're going to go to break um So give a shout out to our (coughs) sponsors, Andrea. And again, this is Ken Rashan our Voice America Influencer Channel, where we are amplifying the life of leaders who cause and inspire a difference that you can actually adopt to your own life and be that difference in the world.
2: And thank you to our featured sponsor, that's bees.social, B-E-E-S.social, the Crypto Literacy Program for the People by the People, The Umbrella Syndicate, Perfect Publishing, Big Events USA, Voice America Influencers Channel, MyMakeuplady.com, Lynn Benavides, The EMF Fix, and I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, the red carpet connection. And we want you to remember menfashion.com, menfashion.com for those beautiful shirts so that you can look so handsome anywhere that you go and get those compliments. And we want to remind you that thekeepsmilingmovement.com is saving lives with smiles by creating a dose of hope to be a part of the story and to donate to uh, so the production of these stories and to the other services we provide. please. Go Go to the website, www.thekeepsmilingmovement.com and make those contributions today. Even $10 to thousands or more help save different people's lives. So thank you.
1: Well, before we go to break, I just want to say that Michael Duguay, who is the person who has this company that makes you look sharp, feel sharp, and uh, be a leader in the world He actually just submitted his story, and we have Chris Crone, who just submitted their chapter, and we have Ron Kleins coming in. He created the Magnetic Strip, and we have uh, Rob Angel who created Pictionary. So we have all these amazing authors coming in to the fourth Mm -hmm. part. We're doing 12 parts, but if you'd like to apply, submit your story, you can do this as a therapeutic exercise and go to www.thecuesmilingmovement.com. Go to Legacy. Fill out the JOT form template, which will walk you through in probably less than two hours. A chapter that actually legacies is a way of having you have your story out in the world, whether it's through the Key Smalling Movement or you just want to have a, a private chapter that you can share with the people you love. So we're going to break. We'll be back in a couple minutes.
0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at Keyword Voice America.
3: The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America
1: on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now back to Amplify.
1: All right, welcome to the second segment. This is Ken Roshan our Voice America Influencer Channel. I feel like we have like a max gift by having Christian here, and I know that uh, he's going to be sharing more about what that would even mean. Uh, Christian, welcome back. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing Did you enjoy fantastic. Your break?
1: Did you do your three push-ups and have your milk and magnesia before we headed back to the second segment? Uh, no, I, I should have done some push-ups just so I'd sound more excited when I'm on, on the radio. So we we shared a lot about who you are, and we are kind of in the middle of your journey of where you were going, but, uh, I know that you are the max gift and it is actually a very important part of your life. So would you tell our audience what max gift is and why that's so important to you?
4: Okay. So max gift, you can't find anything about it online yet. Cause there is nothing out there yet. Um, it's meant to revolutionize the way giving is done to be the household name in giving. Um, I don't have a, uh, a whole presentation put together, but I do have a very extensive mind map with about 150 parts. Um, Max gift would be, if you were to say, I have $20,000 to give away, where am I going to give it? How am I going to make sure it's well spent and have all that money go exactly where it needs to go? I have a system for that. It's meant to be worldwide. It's meant it can't go without absolutely humongous corporate buy-in It's got to be like the green movement where if you don't do it, you look stupid because there's no selfishness in it. Nobody makes any money. Um, It's got to be completely funded by everybody giving. So okay, we're going to go deeper in that.
1: So I just wanted to make sure people knew what it is. And by the way, with your contribution to this, which is not a stress deadline, but when you are ready to add that in here, that's the time Mm -hmm. you're supposed to have this and we'll have you back on the show to share the max gift and it can actually be with examples of people that actually have experienced it and have the social proof that it not only works, but how it actually benefited their life. So we'll do that as a, as a more of a rollout for a future uh, show. And we'll go back to you went to desert storm. What came out of that experience?
4: Well, I thank you you for serving. Thank you for serving. Thank you. Thank you. Um, having the experience of literally not knowing if you're going to die the next day makes you very grateful for every day you have. Um, there was only one day of combat that I experienced. Um, I actually made a radio call that got about 300 Iraqi tanks blown up, and then we got to drive through them and see the damage that my radio call did. I don't have any PTSD or anything from that, but it made me work through some real issues about what if I had to make that call. What if I had to kill another human being? What would that look like? Um, and I think my faith large, largely got me through that because I prayed about it. And uh, and knowing that the person on the other end of, of whatever actions I might have um, would would affect lives in a negative manner. The answer I got was when you're in the service and you're following orders, um, the blood is not on your hands. It's on the ultimate high-end decision makers. So anyone who's listening to this, who has had to make a hard decision and and uh, take the lives or affect the lives of other people under orders, um, I just want to say to you, it's not on you, okay? That, that kept me, that understanding kept me from suffering um, any regret. And when I say understanding, it really is an understanding. There's a lot in this world that goes wrong that we are just not responsible for. And if we free ourselves from that guilt, from those memories, we are free to move on and affect the world as we can for the good.
1: And Christian, I'd like to just interject that it's not only not on them, but to question it and not do it, do the order um, has so many ramifications like the person you're saving could be the person that takes out the 300 or people that you love and affects the shift in the world because it is that one thing sometimes that causes the momentum, just like in a football game. It it can change when you don't take an order seriously and not all orders are perfect, but they're doing the best they can as well to make sure there's a win so that there is hopefully democracy.
4: Yes, and I, I had the privilege a handful of years ago, I met another service member, I, I think he was in the army and he was actually on a rooftop a rooftop in the town that got saved because these tanks got destroyed. They were going to move into a town called and It saved his life. So that was amazing. Cool. And then that's the thing. Sometimes it does
1: take weeks, if not years for you to find out the answer of why God had you in that place to do that
4: thing. So how old were you at that point? I was 20 years old when I was in the service.
1: Yeah. Young. So we have a little ways to go between now and the day you're here. So, Um, After the service, let's go ahead with uh, a little bit of a lightning round. Bring me uh, in roughly three
4: minutes or so uh, from
1: service to to marriage, to purpose, to
4: where you are. Okay. Um, First marriage was to a lovely lady who was a uh, ballet dancer in New York City. And um, I just wanted a little house and a barbecue and a wife. And that's what I did. I set myself up with someone who was not particularly well matched. Uh, We were divorced after five years, no kids. And, um, so I, I have suffered through having to let go of years of memories and, and photographs and all that. Um, about a year and a half later, I remarried and I've now been married for 23 years to a wonderful woman and I have two daughters ages 19 and 16. Um, I'll the shout out. Absolutely. Megan and Emma love you guys. My wife, Katie just, um, makes, makes life a joy. So, um, that's where I am now. I, I just, I've, I thank God I've been so stable in everything that matters. Um, good marriage, fantastic kids, great faith. And I've just got one or two little, little bumps to get over.
1: So you can share those bumps if you wish, because that's called, what's the next thing that's causing you a little challenge and you can choose this cancel that part. But what I am interested right now is you've talked about the journey of having a personal life you love, but you haven't really alluded to how you created that purpose or what caused you to create that purpose
4: okay um i've always wanted to well again so much of it comes back to faith several times throughout my life i've had people prophesy over me that i was going to be a i was going to be good in business and i was going to be a conduit for financing uh missions or or people who are doing good um business the word is kind of like accounting taxes you know just not something that i ever had a desire to do so it was kind of interesting i got that word Um, the other one was, was fascinating. I always, I was going to be financially independent by the time I was 25 and then 35 and then 45 and still looking at that one. But, um, being realizing that true joy comes from helping others accomplish other things. Um, I forget who the guy is that said, if you help another enough people get what they They, want, you're going to get what you, you want. Good old Zig Zig Ziglar. Okay. Um, I know you're gonna ask me this question and I'm looking at it. The 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 book that had the tremendous impact on me was Odd Mandino's Greatest Salesman. Looking at people with a silent, I love you. I read that in my early twenties and that's been a challenge my whole life. A challenge meaning what I wanna do. Um, so let me just pause there.
1: Okay, so um, what caused you to choose Power Purpose? How'd how that all come about?
4: Um, this is kind of funny because I call this being jammed into my destiny. Um, I was a, uh, I had my own business in technology. I supported about a hundred businesses in my, my local town, single-handedly. And I call that the golden handcuffs when you're 50 years old and you're still climbing under desks and setting up networks and you're $130 an hour. What can you do? You know, no other skills. I can shoot really well, but I don't think the SWAT team would have me. Um, so I decided to go into what they call high-ticket sales. So I got trained in, in high-ticket sales. And um, Power Purpose is not high-ticket, by the way. Um, it's very affordable. But um, I spent the last year and a half through COVID. I sold my business uh, in November of, of 2019. What um business? Very, very glad I did. It was called Teamwork Tech, my tech business. Um, That was supposed to give me just enough money to make the transition into the new career and travel across the country in an RV with my family. Um, One last big, big deal before my daughter went off to college. But um, this thing called COVID happened and uh, all plans changed. And I spent the next year going through the serious challenge of starting a sales career at a time when nobody wants to buy anything. Um, I was on several difficult accounts. Each account had its own problems that came along with it. And uh, my predecessor at The Power of Purpose found me on one of those accounts and lured me in with the nonprofit thing. And because I have my own nonprofit and I've, my own nonprofit has not been monetized, I've had it about 12 years and never made What's any it called, real money. So? Of it. It's called reclaimed.us. And under that banner, we've done, my wife's done a worship arts camp. I've, I'm a chaplain. I've done jail ministry. Um, it's just a, a number of things we've done. Under that umbrella, but never really took advantage of what a nonprofit can do. So, learning about the power of purpose, their mission being teaching you how to monetize your nonprofit and move into your passion, um, I just I've always kind of said I'd rather make a memory than a buck, and I've I put making money to the back burner to pursue things more important. Um, and it was sort of the same situation where it's like I could make money selling some some big coaching product for businesses. But here I'm working in my passion. I'm talking to people like you who want to change the world. And it's. I told my wife, this is the first time I've enjoyed what I'm doing every day.
1: You know, I think if Zig Ziglar was to have a part two of helping enough other people, it's creating enough memories and impact in the world. And you'll get exactly the what you want in life, which is meaningfulness or purpose. I think mm-hmm. that would almost be the, the continuation of that comment. Um, oh, I, I want to ask you about the high-tech sales. Uh, it's a little bit of a tangent, but... Uh, what is so difficult or special about a high ticket sale? Is there something you need to know or be in? I guess, is it is it that the you're, best, you're
4: jumping The best way talk? I could describe it is you think about what it takes to teach someone to play checkers, okay, mm-hmm. or chess. What you think sales is, is like checkers. Mm-hmm. And what high ticket sales is, is like 3D chess. Mm-hmm. Okay? There is so much um, practice, psychology, Um, People skills um, and training is one thing, but then the experience of making thousands and thousands of phone calls to be able to have the confidence to speak to people who have gone much further in life than you, uh, to make very large financial decisions, to overcome objections. um, And while you're doing that, to believe in your product enough to say, I'm really trying to help you make the best decision for you. I'm not trying to get you to spend money you don't need to spend especially in the power of purpose. I talk to people who have wanted to start a nonprofit for six or seven years and they haven't taken action. Mm -hmm. When they give me that objection, I need to talk to my husband. It's like, how many times have you done that? You know, how many times has he kept you from taking the action to move into your purchase or I mean your passion? So ticket sales is, uh, it, it's kind of an art form where once you're good at, at moving products that are a very difficult financial decision, then your pretty much ticket is written in the sales world.
1: You know, Christian, that was an interesting Freudian slip, uh, taking your purchase or taking your purpose. And I want to actually comment that that is synonymous because taking your purpose seriously means there's an investment. There's something, whether yes. it's time or money, but it's usually both you are taking a purchase of who you have, I mean, your resources you have to actually make that impact. And it's like saying, I want to start an NFL team, but I don't have any money.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, So if you want to make this big difference in the world, there is a purchase and the purchase is your time. It's your commitment. It's your resources. It's leveraging stuff. So that was actually an appropriate <laughs> for slip because people are stopped because they're not making the purchase of their dream. They're not making the purchase of their commitment. So uh, Andrea was kind enough to put not only this show, but all shows together as the producer and um, publicist. So I always like to give her an opportunity since she knows more than I do and more than about you that she interjects a question that I may not have thought of. So Andrea, do you have a question you'd like to put in at this point?
2: Sure. Uh, So Christian, I've had the pleasure of talking with you and you have such a big heart. So um, would you share a little bit more about, you know, Outside Church and Reclaimed and the and the bigger mission that you hadn't shared yet?
4: Sure. Uh, reclaimed is simply the corporate structure. It's my nonprofit. There's not much more to know about that. Outside Church is one of the, I think it's my precursor to Max Gift. Outside Church is a tough concept to convey. I'm not trying to build anything for myself. I'm not trying to create any gathering of individuals. What it is, is it's a national database uh, a national directory, actually, of meetings where people are getting out from behind their computers, out of their homes and meeting in safe public spaces. So um, the website explains it outsidechurch.org. but it's really saying, look, you guys, life happens when we meet face to face, when we can hug each other, when we stop. I've got a t-shirt that says distancing is not social you know, we have been sold this bag of goods that's just caused division and separation and fear and judgment. And, you know, people afraid to to shake hands or hug, and it's so toxic. Um, and those of us that live life without any fear, and, and, and quite frankly, dismiss everything fear-based, we're the ones that get to live. So, I see people smiling when they're I meet with a group of people on Riceville beach in North Carolina that worships at 7am every day. It's not my group. It's a guy named Kirby Sandman. And, and he, he draws these great big uh, Jesus sand sculptures, usually with some kind of scripture reference. And when people are out there jumping up and down, praising the Lord, you know, facing the rising sun, that's, that's life. It's living. And it's how I start my, my day about three days a week. That's beautiful. I have,
1: um, I have an invitation that i'd like to make that you've heard this invitation already just before the show so i want to i want to have a precursor to that invitation so there's a gentleman on this call his name is al blackford and there's going to be two reasons that i am mention his name one is to say i gave him an invitation to my house and he had to drive 1100 hours completely out of his way to meet me and it has been an amazing experience not only to meet him but to have the possibility of having him go on the road and take our movement and our message and our mission with him and potentially even yours, as you know, Christian. And um, you know, it was the value. It was the value. And when I asked you that invitation before, the value when it's a no is that it's just not there. You, it's either that there's inconvenience or um, you just don't understand what you're getting. So I'd like to restate the the invitation as a big ticket sale to you <laughs> that I'm right off 95 whenever you're going by 95, that I would Mm -hmm. love to see you. I have a a studio at BWI, 20 minutes off 95, which is a professional studio. And if you would allow me to take a picture of your family Mm -hmm. and a picture that I hope that will become a legacy um, photo for you guys, that it meant something that it reminds you of, maybe post-COVID, it reminds you of a time when you were at your happiest or finding uh, the most light as to where you were going, that I am going to make it my priority to... Uh, when you give me the ETA, that I meet you. But I would prefer to meet at the studio, and I just want to say you are a remarkable person. So it would be an honor for you to stop by and a handshake, and obviously uh, the photo for the book. But more, more so to actually show who you are, because that's your. I spirit. will figure out how to make it
4: happen. We will make it happen. <laughs> Thanks, Christian. Okay. So and I, I gonna, appreciate the reason. The reason I'm there, and and this is now a solid yes is just the interest that you take and the good that you're doing and and the way you're promoting other people who wanna do good, that's valuable and you don't find it every day. So when someone recognizes the value of your dream, it's very important.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, my mom who died of Alzheimer's is the reason that I see that. She always said, look for the good in people and when you do, you'll find it. But more importantly, uh, my mission for key Smiling was to amplify goodness and you are certainly that, sir. So- I that's why there was a re invitation to the uh, <laughs> the opportunity. So we're gonna go to our you did answer one of the questions, but you can answer it a different way. We're gonna ask it a different way. But there are there are several questions we're gonna ask in rapid fire. So it's as quick a question as it is an answer, no need for explanation because we can always do links and stuff like that afterwards. But right. instead of a book that changed your life, what's a book that you give to people?
4: It's called The Cost of Love. And I helped publish author? it. It was written by a young man who stayed in my home and he got downloads from God. I believe it's divinely inspired and And it's an allegory. It's got the best prophetic artist I could find on the entire internet. It's a beautiful book with prophetic art. And um, it's an allegory of uh, what could have happened in the garden between man's creation and the time he got kicked out and why there's hope at the end. And do you know the author,
1: Wild Star? Do you know the author? As in, do you know him?
4: Oh yes, very well.
1: Okay, so we would, we would love to have him on the show. Obviously, that's a that would be a very beautiful connection. Um,
2: so that's we, the costoflove.info for people who would like to directly go get the book. So okay, thank
1: you. thank you, Andrea. Your question.
2: Um, when you were a kid, what did you want to grow up and be? <laughs>
4: impactful. <laughs> it's just the word I can think of. Just not awesome. leave the planet empty handed. Okay. So for the,
1: this is an unusual question, but for Al who's listening and for those who are listening to think about doing an action like Al, um, name one to three things that you would have to see on your journey if you were going across the U.S. and be brief. Is that question
4: for Al? That question is for you, for Al. Oh, okay. Um, I would definitely want to see Yellowstone before it blows up. (laughs) Very good. All right. Andrea?
2: So what's a song that you play that you want to get you jazzed up? That's the song you need to hear.
1: Don't Stop Believin'. (laughs) Good old journey. Okay. Um, A movie
4: or two that inspire you? Uh, The Matrix. Even though it's a little dark, it's the breaking (laughs) out into reality. Yeah. Very good. Andrea?
2: What kind of games did you play when you were a kid (laughs) board games Uh, video games
4: oh no we lived in the country we took those metal garbage cans and filled up a bag full of acorns and waited till it got dark and then you'd either hear a loud clang or a ow you know
1: (laughs) that's funny um who's someone you would love to meet peter peter and the disciples Okay, and then, okay, so that, that, I was waiting for that answer before I asked part two. Part two is, who would you like to meet that is alive here?
4: Ooh. That you have not met. Um, I was on the presidential honor guard, and I literally had uh, Gorbachev, Margaret Thatcher, and George Bush a few feet from me at the economic summit in Texas. And um, I don't look at people that way. I don't have anyone other than Jesus that I'd like to meet personally. Okay. Very good list, Peter and Jesus. For
2: sake <laughs> of time, Ken, uh, I'll let you ask your favorite question. Leslie. Uh,
4: what is a quote you live by? Make it or die trying. Make it or, or die, die trying.
1: Amen. Amen. So uh, I'm going to turn this over to Andrea to give uh, one more shout out to the people who make this show happen, the sponsors. So thank you.
2: Thank you so much to our featured sponsor bees.social, bees.social the crypto literacy program changing the world for the people by the people, the umbrella syndicate, the red carpet connection, mymakeuplady.com Lynn Benavides, the EMF Fix, Voice America Influencers Channel, Big Events USA, Perfect Publishing and menfashion.com menfashion.com and I, uh, uh, the the Keep Smiling Movement, please uh, think of us with your wallet and your hearts by sharing your story, your legacy, and helping us support saving the lives of other people so that they true, too can live a life that's resilient and hopeful.
1: I didn't get a chance to say what I want to say to Christian. Is he available still?
2: I still will him? re-ask there. it. There he so, is.
1: Christian, I want to say uh, thank you for being on our show. Uh, We like to amplify goodness. We like to amplify leaders like yourself, and we're so glad that you shared your soul and who you are.
4: Did you want to say how people can connect with you, your website or something? Um, Sure. You can go to reclaim.us. You could go to outsidechurch.org. You can email me at christian at reclaim.us. There's a lot of ways to look me up, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, Ken, I so much appreciate the opportunity to be here. Wonderful to learn what you're doing and that we have so much in common. So thank you very much for making this possible.
1: Yeah, and thank you for being a light for Al Blackford, who I think is going to be going on this journey with a a whole new way of looking at the opportunity for the purpose-driven life, uh, power purpose, and obviously the Keep Smiling Movement. So um, ladies and gentlemen, another great guest, another great reason to play your A game and to also ask yourself, are you happy? And what are you doing to make sure you are happy? So keep your SPH high. And Christian, that's smiles per hour. So mm-hmm. the more smiles for how are you giving yourself, the more you're giving the world. So let's have our high SPH. We'll see you next week. Stay amplified.